Welcome to Flowing East and West, The Perfectly Imperfect Journey. I'm Sherry Essig, an executive and life coach, and I work with people who are done settling for less than success and happiness. And I'm Ann Roby, an HR advisor and consultant focused on building strong employee engagement and meaningful company culture. So Sherry, this is our Valentine's Day episode. And in the spirit of how much we love our guests, we love each other, and we love all of our listeners, we kind of thought we might do something a little bit different this time. Yeah, I'm so excited about what we decided to do. As you know very well, every episode, we ask each guest, what is one piece of advice they would share with their younger self? And the answers are always so moving and touching and beautiful that we decided it would be this beautiful Valentine's Day ode, if you will, to compile all of that beautiful advice. Amazing. So without any further ado, we're super excited to share all the words of wisdom of our previous guests. Love myself enough to set boundaries and know that those worthy of you will honor those boundaries and those who won't, you have the freedom to leave. You are loved. I think that's the universal human need is to feel loved. When you feel loved, when, what, when I feel loved, right? Everything else works in my life. And to the extent that things don't work in my life, it's a manifestation of my sense that I'm not fully loved. And maybe more importantly, my sense that I don't fully love myself. I would have said it's going to be okay because I, I didn't feel like it was ever going to be okay. Just, I would say, if I was talking to that 19-year-old girl, teenager, I would have said, just follow your bliss, as Joseph Campbell said, and you're, you're going to get all the things you've ever wanted, and it's all going to be beautiful and okay. Part of it is just the, the appreciate relax, enjoy, like appreciate every step of the journey. Yeah. And it's funny because as you asked me that, I can sort of see myself at, you know, 15 and 25 and 35 sort of saying that to each younger version of myself. But ironically, I can also even see an older version of myself saying that to me right now. Such a tender invitation. And I heard a type eight in one of our courses recently say this practice that she has of, of coming back to herself. And that is to look out at people when she has a, a judgment or a comparing mind, which I can have both of very quickly. So that's where the judgment comes from. And to have this little whisper of a voice that says, just like me, they, and then fill in the blank. And I think I, I just described so much of my own goodness away, of my own enoughness, of my own ability to love people. I just, I just projected it right out. I just bypassed myself so totally. So I think if I could have had that little whisper in my head at, at six years old and just, you know, whispered that to me, like, just like me, they are whatever beautiful thing I was thinking they were and, and comparing myself and coming up short, um, I, would, I would have just loved to have known a little earlier how to be kinder mm. to me. I guess the biggest thing is I would tell her that it's all going to be okay. I think I was so scared for so long that if I didn't do something to keep it together, it meaning life and things happening in and around me and me, that it would fall apart. And I held on to it so tightly. 
I think the advice is you can let go and trust and allow and be in a dance with life. I just say keep going because even the mistakes became lessons. Mm -hmm. And even if they were hard and they were painful, I think that it would be less about career and personal life. Like this is so corny, but I would tell her "Mm, everybody before you meet Malcolm is a waste of your time. Number one, the first thing I would tell my younger self is like all the shit that old people say about getting old is actually a hundred percent true and like a thousand percent fucking worse. Okay. So when your mouth says, don't crack your knuckles, it's gonna make your hands hurt when you're old. Don't fucking crack them. <laughs> like I wish like I could go back in time and be like, you know, these old people that you think are so stupid, they are like stupid in some ways, but not in this way. Like they <laughs> telling you what's going Stay skinny, stay healthy. You know, that, that stuff would be really important to me. Oh my God, Sherry. I love how Rachel brings us a little humor here while still dropping a truth bomb. Well, don't crack your knuckles is obviously an eternal piece of advice. I really love how Rachel ends with stay happy. So beautiful. I would want to whisper in her ear and just say like, your light's your light. You can't change it. You can't hide it. Like you can build up walls around it and you can try and like cover yourself in all of the shit of the world, but your light is still your light and it's going to be there bright and shining for whenever you're ready to go back and let it shine. And there's some freedom in that, that you get to go down whatever path you want. It's your choice to shine your light or not shine your light. And so if you get to a point as a 37, 47, 57-year-old person, and you're like, I don't feel in alignment with my heart. Like your light's still there, ready to shine the same brightness that it did when you were a free little kid. Don't be the best supporting actress in your own life. You didn't come here just to facilitate things for other people. You've got some things to do. I would probably tell her, to oh gosh this is a really good one because when I was really really young I was bullied so severely because I was a really overweight kid with glasses and braces and I would I had to move schools I was bullied so seriously so I'd probably talk to her and I would tell her to probably lean on my loved ones more and that to talk to them and don't bottle it up I think a lot of like a lot of kids and probably adults we bottle so much up and we don't talk to those that we love to like depend on because we don't want to look weak I think about this question in terms of my daughter, who's four and a half, and it's just a lively, salty and sweet. <laughs> like her mama. <laughs> just, she's like going to barrel through the world. And, um, and I think about like what I want to give her. Well, I know that I was loved you know, because of all of the messaging of the culture that I was raised in, there was a sense of like, if I don't follow this path, I'm not going to be loved. And I, I want to give my daughter a sense of, of as much as possible, like full acceptance of who she is. The obvious one from, from our talk is, and I've, I've thought about this, wouldn't it be nice if somebody could have sat me down, if it was me, and I said, dude, it's nice that you do stuff for other people and keep doing that, but really make sure that you're doing it because it's what you want to do. 
and not because it's what you think you should do or what you think people want you to do. Do it because it's what you want to do. I just say the word trust. Anxiety about different things that have happened, including my hearing. Uh, anxiety about intolerance. Anxiety about uh, the path. I've spent a lot of my life in a lot of worry. And I feel like a lot of that has been time wasted. And I tell young Chris, trust, just trust. The thing that I would say is focus less on these specific objectives you're trying to achieve and more on understanding yourself mm. and, and understanding the people that you work with. Because ultimately, being a successful leader isn't about being the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. It's really about being the person who can be smart enough, but also understand and motivate the people that you work with. And it's having that balance that's important. It's not just focusing on the academics or the objective criteria. I would say you don't have to be everything to everyone, and what you're doing is enough. I would tell them. Go be as flamboyant and as outrageous as you want to be. Don't worry about the people who can't handle it. I remember just telling myself, I'm not going to be that person because I was quite an animated child (laughs) and I really wanted to fit in and I decided not to be so animated. One of the the things when I think about a question like that, and probably it doesn't come across in all the amazing things you all said about me, is fear. Mm. And Ayala Van Zant once said, fear is false evidence appearing real. The first one would be that the imperfections in our journeys are, are just lessons. And if we pay attention, these lessons can make us better people. And the second part is a quote that somebody shared with me many years ago. We're human beings, not human doings. (laughs) So I try to think of that when I'm trying to do so many things. I would tell her, number one, don't worry about being right. And instead, focus on what you're learning. Wow. And number two, I would say laugh more mm-hmm. and rinse and repeat. Stop worrying about being right. Learn and laugh, rinse and repeat. That's all you need to know in life and you will be fine. I would say something about the universe always has your back. When you leap and take risks and jump, you'll always be supported. And it's not always going to look pretty or look like you think it should look or maybe you hoped it would look, but your life path will be absolutely what it needs to be and will be perfect on your very long soul journey and be free. (laughs) I would tell her to relax. I would tell her to recognize that God's got you and God's Mm. got this. Mm. It's not yours to fix. Just Let love be your guide. Enter every space truly in love with yourself and with the people that you're interacting with so that everything that you do 
will be equally as effective and you can be gentle with it and you can be gentle with yourself. Don't push so hard. Just chill. So, Anne, if there's any universal advice that we have heard so far, I think let love be your guide and just chill might just be it. It's so beautiful. And what I really love about Deborah's advice is, yes, chilling can be hard in the moment, but if you are letting love of yourself and others be your guide, you can get to chill just a little bit more easily. I would tell her to relax a little bit. (laughs) I would tell her that it's just time to enjoy things. It's okay. Just about everything in my life that I was worried about, big life decisions, small life decisions, relationships, whatever that might be, every single time I was anxious or worried about how things would turn out, if it was relationships or work or school, all of those decisions, events, what have you, all turned out way better than I could have even imagined. And I was constantly dwelling on the worst case scenario. This is one thing I worked on my coach with all year last year is this concept of catastrophizing, focusing on the worst thing that could ever happen. And that's usually not how things pan out. You know, there were a lot of ways as a child where I felt like I didn't quite fit in. And some of that had to do with some stuff that happened in my childhood. Some of it had to do with the fact that I was kind of shy. But I think the thing I would tell her, little Kathy McCaw, is that if you don't feel like you fit in this world, don't worry about it because you're actually here to help create a better one. Where more people feel like they do belong, they do fit, they are welcome. I think that that's what I would tell her so that in those times where she feels social ill at ease or like she's just not cut or wired like all the other kids, I would tell her, don't worry, that'll be your superpower. Well, looking back, it seems like I spent a lot of time worrying and I wish that I had spent more time enjoying the process and living in the moment. So I would probably tell little cat to trust herself and her intuition and her design abilities and to not worry about the money not coming in because it, it always did. And it always does. I'll still continue to freak out when we have a slow time and think, what are we going to do if this continues this way for another three months? But it always picks back up. And I always figure out a way to make it happen because a lot of it is in my hands. So yeah, I think that's what I would tell myself. I don't want to spoil the ending, but it's all going to be okay. I think I would tell her to use your voice. Don't be afraid to speak up and to love yourself, to keep making mistakes, keep trying, let yourself fall down. It's all going to be okay. You are absolutely worthy of doing everything that speaks to you. You're absolutely worthy of not knowing what's going to come next and trusting that when you can trust your voice and you use your voice, a path will really open up for you what I would want to say to her is you are not the problem. You never were. And you are the solution. You can't control anything. I'm sorry to say. And B, you don't have to. 
The first thing was what I think is going to happen in this lifetime is not going to, that I'm not the only one doing this work, meaning that there are so many light workers out there who are assisting in a variety of different ways, both seen and unseen, and that I need to rest. Two things. One is don't spend so much time worrying about what the future is because it all kind of works out. Not maybe the way you thought it was going to, but it all kind of works out. So don't don't worry about it so much, Sarah. And number two is even when the hardest things are happening, there's good that comes from it as well. People who talk about the horror of my year of cancer, I'm like, there was some beauty during that year and some beautiful gifts and practices and happy outcomes that came out of it. And yes, I recognize I did get to live. That's the greatest gift. And I try to be as grateful and cognizant of that. But there's some great good that came out of it. So telling myself those two things would have saved me some heartache. (laughs) Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Don't rush through it because I rushed through a lot. I was always running away from things. And I thought, if I'm enough, I won't have this pain. So I rushed through life and I would tell her, you are enough exactly at this point in time for what you need to do. Mm. Enjoy it. Be present. Beautiful. All your life, you thought there was something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Wow. Shelly has written books, been featured in Oprah, Inc., Upworthy, and on CNN. But she reminds us that everyone feels like they don't belong sometimes. And what beautiful advice. There is nothing wrong with you. This is such an amazing message, not only to our younger selves, but to all of us right now and all the time. Find your purpose in life as early as you can. It took me a long time to find my purpose. And too many young people, if I were talking to 16-year-old Joe Walsh, I'd say, don't be afraid to go after your purpose early. I wish that I had done what I did when I first ran for Congress. I wish I had begun to do that in my mid to late 20s, but I let stuff get in the way. And so I, I, I tell my younger self, fuck it, pursue that dream, find your purpose early and don't give it up. Trust yourself. Put less emphasis on what other people think. You know, you've got this inner wisdom inside you that you need to listen to. Listen, really pay attention to that voice inside you. And instead of overriding it, Listen to that wisdom inside, and it will help guide you through through life. It's part of yourself. It's part of, part of your infinite source, that voice, the combination of the two, and uh, it'll help you. Get rid of that boyfriend that you were holding on to for six, seven years <laughs> and trying trying to help him discover his dreams and his career goals and not thinking enough about your own joy. Let him go. Let him go. And, I, you know, things have to happen the way they happen. So thankfully, once I finally dropped him shortly after probably my second year of residency, literally my husband showed up. So things are supposed to happen the way they are. But I think I wasted 
time probably giving myself too much to someone who didn't understand my worth, my value, my time, you know, didn't understand how, how important that was and me pouring into him to help him fulfill his dreams. So that would probably be my first piece of advice is let that man go. Look how far you've come, even on the days that you didn't think that you could get out of bed and face the world. Here you are doing all the things that make you happy, being a wife, a daughter, an auntie, giving back, helping the people that helped you, making sure nobody feels like they're alone on this journey during cancer or life. And now I hope she's proud of me. I think the two things I would say is drop the assholes earlier. Don't underestimate my ability. I truly operate under, and that's what keeps me going, like humor and the idea that humor, making other people laugh through humor and smile with the shows and everything like that, but also this idea that everything does happen for a reason. Being alone in something is only an illusion. It is only an illusion. It is not real. We are all so interconnected. I still think I have a lot I could learn from that girl too, because I think along the way, we build all kinds of attachments really and ways to protect ourselves. And I was so idealistic and so tough on myself. I didn't know how to handle everything that was coming in because I am such a sensitive soul. And I think nothing is forever. That's the other thing I would tell her. We know that in our bones as women who have been through some life, but how can a young person know that? I would tell little Josh to don't try to game out the future. Don't try to say, okay, if I do this and then this happens and this happens, I'll wind up in X place that I want to be in. Pursue the things that are interesting and enjoyable to you in the moment and everything else will take care of itself. I would say to her, tune out the audience. It doesn't matter what they think of you. If they think you're stupid, let them think you're stupid because you know that you're so much more than stupid and your opinion is the only opinion that matters. I don't really think I'd give her any advice. <laughs> and I, I thought, you know, I don't want to be... Um, unsupportive to that young girl <laughs> like in movie in um time travel movies you know the um retro causality you go back in time and and something changes it affects the future but no really i think there are many things that i would share with like the youth of today but at the same time i really do think that i wouldn't want to accelerate my learning, change anything at all. Everything was just, even the tough parts were just like exactly how they were supposed to be. That you are enough. You are enough. That's what I would say to anybody that is struggling, anybody that is insecure. You as yourself are enough. You don't have to prove yourself to anybody. It does not matter what degrees you have. It doesn't matter what title you have. It doesn't matter if you're married, if you're not, if you're a mom, if you're not. Those things don't matter. Whatever cultural aspects are trying to put in front of you and say that you are, you are more than enough just as you are. 
push forward with that and keep being great. What is it that you want? Even if you don't know what you want, I, I beg of you, sit down and think about it. Contemplate it. It's okay to not know, but work towards knowing. And it's okay to change it. That's all fine. But write it down. Put it out there. Express your authentic self and have the courage to scream through the darkness at the top of your lungs, this is what I want. Because the world wants to hear your voice and see your authentic self. The world is waiting for you. And as long as you have the courage to step into it, the world will welcome you. The net will appear every single time, I promise you. I would say get outside of myself a little bit more. I mentioned life music experiences and sort of being in the mosh pit, which I've done since I was a teenager. I would do more of that. You know, mosh pit is like, I think there's a metaphor for life in there. You know, sometimes you get knocked down. Sometimes you got to get up by yourself. Sometimes someone will pick you up. The energy and the chaos of it all. And then I think kind of aligned with that. There's a great quote by Hunter S. Thompson that I, I love. As a matter of fact, there's a drink titled this at a speakeasy here called Auntie Betty's. It's worth checking out if you're in Raleigh. It's called Buy the Ticket, Take the Ride. And I love that Hunter S. Thompson says that. In the bar at Auntie Betty's, you can order a drink and basically you don't know what you're going to get. You tell them what liquor you like. So if I say, I love tequila... And then give them some adjectives. You know, I want it to be spicy. I want to have angels dancing on the tip of my tongue. You know, so they'll they'll come back and say, one angel dancing on the tips of your tongue, tequila drink that's been made custom for me. I love that. I would say, slow down. Let yourself rest. You don't have to be perfect. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. I would say to feel your feelings that you are enough, that the world needs to hear your story, that you are a work in progress and it's all going to be okay. It's that mantra that life is always good. There's so much goodness and richness always ever present. And it's about connecting to that in all those moments when it's obviously freaking awesome. But also when it feels like so cloudy and there is such goodness always all around and available, just have to connect to it. So, Anne, I don't think we could end on a better note that love is all around us, even when things get tough, even when things seem really cloudy. And even when things are good, sometimes you still have to take a moment and remind yourself that love is out there and it's all around us. And so from both of us, we want to wish everyone listening a very happy Valentine's Day. We hope that you found some pearls of wisdom in everything our guests have shared today. And I think that's going to wrap up our episode. We really hope you enjoyed it and would love it if you would share our podcast with a friend, give us a rating on iTunes or post it to your own social media. Please join us next time for Flowing East and West, The Perfectly Imperfect Journey.